Hello and welcome back to an episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ali, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be at hosting Bunker. And as always, I'm joined by my little bro. It's Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? Good evening, everyone. By everyone, I mean you. <laughs> and you also didn't answer my question. How are you? We're, we all wait with bated breath to understand whether you have graduated from all right to good or even better. Uh, I'm yet to decide today how I'm feeling. Oh, fair enough. It's uh, a gradual process. I'll go with all right for now. Typical. Um, and for the first time ever on a PWP, Matt can't be with us, but he, well, in body he can't be with us, but he is here in sound at least. Matt, all the way from Coventry over Skype after some little technical difficulties, we think we've got you. Hello, Matt. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you dickhead. <laughs> You know, like when they go to when they go to hosts in Eurovision yeah. and they're sat around waiting for ages. <laughs> it's a little bit what it's like. Um, yeah, it just sounds a little bit different or whatever this week. Just um, bear with it. It's, it's the first time we've ever managed. It's the first time we've ever managed to actually get it to record <laughs> when we were over the phone or Skype or whatever. So uh, that's progress at least. Um, so yeah, Matt, how are you? All the way from Coventry. All the way from Coventry. You've been very fetching with your large earphones on. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's not great podcasting, really. I can't see what we're nope. seeing, but no. Um, so, guys, WWE this week. Fairly standard, quiet week in, in wrestling this week. Anything jumping out at you as something that's newsworthy? Raw have changed the theme music, and I'm not happy. <laughs> no, I'm not happy. No, I didn't. I didn't particularly um, enjoy it. Once you pointed it out, I was like, "What?" And then uh, I went back. I went to watch it, and then I thought, "I don't. I'm not enjoying this." No, no like. Do you, know what, do you know what else was very poor? Was the uh, standard of Raw on Sky this week? Really? Yeah, I thought that was just mine. Yeah, and me. And then I went on Twitter, and I've seen about a thousand people have. Uh... Well, I I couldn't see anything, but like basically, I guess you didn't watch Raw on Sky. No, I didn't watch Raw on Sky. It was like it was worse at the start of the show than it was at the end, I think. But it was there was a lot of reverb, um, both from from the sound and on camera. So when people were speaking, it sounded like they were underwater. Really? Um, yeah, and the camera was very jumpy. It was almost like it was being played slightly below or slightly above the correct playback speed. Like, you know, on YouTube, you can adjust the speeds and stuff. Yeah. It just it just felt slightly off, and I thought it was got it was going to get better, but it just kind of it just didn't. And it was especially bad when Elias was playing. Any any sustained yeah. noise from his guitar, it was just like <laughs> so it was all the way through the show. The whole show, the whole and not show. not just. I had to literally fast forward quite a bit of it. Yeah, not just. You just couldn't listen to it. It wasn't just the audio; it was the the um the camera as well. well. It was. Really bad. That's weird. I've never, never seen that. The Bailey Asuka match. Is it? Uh, I just it just it was just bad all throughout, and it it made it made watching it uh, like a lot more uncomfortable. Which is well, you say it was bad during the Bailey Asuka match. Let's start with the Bailey Asuka match because um, I was quite surprised to see this match happening on Raw, um, but I was pleasantly surprised. Uh you mean by the quality? By the quality, I thought it was a really, really great match. 
I thought it was okay. Nowhere near as good as the match last week with Sasha. No? No. I don't know. It's something about Bailey's in-ring work. Like It's good, obviously, otherwise she wouldn't be where she is, but I feel like there's just something missing from her being one of the top, like the proper top women like Sasha is considered anyway. I guess that Sasha has the bank statement, which, when you know locked in, builds a lot, quite a lot of drama. So think, especially when you're up against someone who's who's undefeated. I think it's more so Sasha's persona. She can you can play on that during a match. You can be the cocky heel, well not heel or whatever. But you can be like that in a match. Whereas you, Bailey's persona isn't designed to be shown in a match. No, I guess not. Um, but yeah, I was just pleasantly surprised by um, by Bailey Asker. I thought it was a really good match, and obviously that's two really good matches Asker's had on Raw in the last two weeks. So. You know, things are looking good for a sort of WrestleMania season. And an interesting... About um, Asuka versus Nia Jax. So, yeah, I was just about to ask you guys about the, the whole um, Elimination Chamber announcement uh, about who's going to be in the first ever Women's Elimination Chamber and um, and obviously the match that was made. Why isn't Nia in the Elimination Chamber <laughs> rather than That's someone like, thought. say, Mandy Rose or Mickey James? Yeah, that that confused me a little bit um what doesn't firstly i guess what has Nia done to deserve to be in a match to be inserted into the main event into the women's title match at wrestlemania secondly what has she done wrong to not be in the elimination chamber match <laughs> yeah. you're not allowed to be in the elimination but you can yeah. try and be in wrestlemania yeah I don't, I don't really understand the thinking behind it i, I think Nia jacks in an elimination chamber match is an ideal fit right Yeah, so I don't really understand the thinking behind it. Um, I don't know if it's to give Asuka something to do on Elimination Chamber, but... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. She'll either beat Nia Jax, look more dominant going into WrestleMania. The only way Nia Jax could possibly be added to this match is via like a, something like a, a dodgy, screwed like disqualification or something. There's no way Asuka is properly losing that match. You could maybe play on the you could play on the whole Alexa and Naya relationship. Maybe Alexa could cost Asuka the match or get uh, Asuka disqualified so that Naya gets added to the match and then she's gonna think she's gonna help me out at WrestleMania, but then Naya turns on her, you know, sort that sort of thing. But I think I could, it's I can see Naya attacking like Mickey James after she'd lost to Asuka and getting into the elimination chamber. Uh, potentially. Like but, Edge did. She's so, she's so pissed that she's lost to Asuka. Oh, I see what you mean. On the, on the pay-per-view. On, on the pay-per-view, yeah. Ah, right, okay. Um, speaking of Mickey James, it was a bit weird, the whole Alexa Mickey James thing, right? Anyone figure out what the hell's yeah. going on there? I assume it's uh, Alexa uh, trying to make friends. Trying to get people on the side. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they had a, a bit of a relationship as friends. Um... Start, <laughs> start last year, um, so who knows? Yeah, it was a little bit odd, I thought. Um, so the women's division on Raw at the minute, obviously, there's a lot of women's matches. Last, there was Raw. three uh, women's matches on Raw, right? Which must be some sort of record. Um, but we're obviously still, and again, we don't know any more info on this, but we're obviously still waiting on information about Paige. They haven't said anything um but she's still sort of just 
waltzing out there and, and managing in her ring gear. Usually. Yeah, does she have? That's um, what I've always wondered about. Like, surely it's annoying to have to get into your gear when you're not being used yeah. like that. Just why can't they wear street clothes? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. And, and it would do do her good to have her own sort of. If she is going to have to be in this manager role full time now, it would do her good to be in to have some sort of persona that isn't just oh, I can't wrestle. I'm not allowed. Um, it's a bit weird that they sort of had Jason Jordan in the, his ring gear. Yeah, and he got physically involved as well. Well, I suppose he was meant to be competing in storyline. Yeah, in storyline, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, but they wouldn't... Like, if he had a tracksuit on and they were saying it, you wouldn't have gone, oh, he's not going to wrestle tonight. Yeah, like, to be fair, if I was a wrestler in the hours leading up to the show, I wouldn't be just walking around in my pants and stuff. <laughs> I would be in a t-shirt, I'd be in a jumpsuit, whatever. <laughs> Um, like, yeah. Matt would Matt would be walking around in his pants. He's walking around in his pants right now. <laughs> Lying down in his pants. Well, you know, I get into a comfortable room. Trousers come off immediately. Immediately, obviously, yeah. Um, Usually when I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah. not always. Not always. Um, so yeah, back to Raw then. So yeah, it was interesting to see actually the situation with Jason Jordan. Now, uh, I don't know if we spoke about it on the podcast last week, or did we? Um, but we mentioned that Jason Jordan's been carrying a pretty serious we, we mentioned it a little injury. Bit. Um, I think we learned a bit more in the week about what that injury injury actually injury. is. Yes, injury. Injury. <laughs> um, and well, I couldn't tell you what it actually is, but uh, <laughs> the uh, the symptoms are him sort of losing grip in his hands, which also it sounds all pretty serious. Yeah, losing um, strength and grip. Yeah, which you know obviously isn't good. Um, but it was quite a surprise to see him in his gear, and also to see him go out to ringside, and also get physically as much as it was only a little bit involved in the match with Cesaro, Sheamus, and um, Stefan Roman, um, because you know he did actually he punched one or two of them. <laughs> I bet Daniel Bryan wouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, he, he um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> he, yeah, you don't see Daniel Bryan come out in his ring gear every week. No, <laughs> it it could play like it's obviously unfortunate um, that he's going to have to take time off. He's had surgery today. Um, usually, the the suspected time out for this is about a year or so yeah yeah and I, but luckily this could kind of play perfectly into the whole kurt angle's son thing because now he can say i oh, i had a broken freaking neck and like yeah but he won't be allowed to compete no but he can yeah he got bad genetics he's got bad genes broke his neck about five times so like it, it could in the long term play out well it's unlucky because he, he was actually getting like good reactions and he's actually being quite good and entertaining um, do you think that wwe might brush this under the carpet with him being his son i do i do wonder that because it's it's gonna it's not just like a one or two month thing it pre- presumably is going to be out for like a almost a year or so if not more so it does make me wonder if they're, actually, if they're going to go... Eh. Like, if Kurt Angle's even going to be around by the time he gets back, who knows? That's a good point, yeah. But So uh, so we should add, we are hearing that um, Jason Jordan actually underwent surgery today for his injury. Is it is it to his neck or is it his shoulder? I know Seth mentioned his shoulder on, on Raw. Yeah, I think the shoulder's probably more of a kayfabe kind of injury. I would imagine it's more to do with his neck because of the 
the uh, symptoms that we've been hearing. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't know the details. It doesn't sound great for him, does it? I'll try and look them up now if I can do it quickly. But then, injuries always do come. They are always bad things. But usually people that come back from injuries do get a massive storyline. Yeah, they almost always get a push. Like, they're almost... Most significant injuries, they come back winning the title. Well, you can, apart from Finn Balor. He hasn't even had a shot. Yeah, I'm, obviously we're moving on a little bit, but it's kind of it's kind of relevant with the the whole injury thing. But obviously with Enzo going, there's like there was like a ready-made. I know Enzo was on two hundred five live at the time anyway, but. Obviously, with Enzo going, there was a ready-made storyline for him there, um, which could have even turned him into a huge babyface. Um, but you know, that's not to be. We know the reasons for that. Okay, so just WWE produced an article today on on the surgery. It says War Superstar Jason Jordan underwent successful surgery this morning to repair a neck injury. Uh, quote is <clears throat> from Doctor Joseph Maroon, who's their head medical doctor. He had an injury to a disc in his neck which resulted in significant pain that was refractory to all conservative measures. It was decided to do a minimally invasive operation to decompress the nerve to allow it to heal. So it says the procedure Jordan underwent is called a minimally invasive posterior cervical microdiscectomy. It's not known how long Jason Jordan will be out of action. So, so that's come from WWE themselves, right? Yeah, so it might not be kind of... It, it could potentially be like a stopgap kind of surgery. Yeah. Just we'll keep you going for now. And then the way maybe they're, they're wording down it. the line, you might have to have the major one. Um, the way they're calling it minimally invasive, it doesn't sound like it's the. that's not the surgery that's going to keep him out for a year. That's, uh, that is probably, okay, you might get another six months out of it, but you're going to need it at some point. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a big shame. Like, obviously, Matt, you're not Jason Jordan's hugest fan. Um, <laughs> but this is this is a big shame for for someone who obviously they've got high hopes for, and for as much as you, again you're not his biggest fan, um, he has always he's been pretty entertaining in his role. I feel like people get him wrong because they feel like he's trying to be booked as a babyface, but he's just coming off as annoying. But he's not, is he? He's he is a heel. <laughs> He's this new kind of babyface heel thing that they're they're trying to create it like they have done with Roman, where they just they book him as a babyface who people can cheer because that's you know he's doing the right thing all the time. Not many people cheer him though, do they? No, but but he's actually a heel. He's an annoying character, isn't he? I mean, like when when you look at it, he's like he's just the guy who wants to get along with his dad. He's trying to be part of the Shield, help out his buddies. Uh... <laughs> His buddies, <laughs> who, who he perceives as his buddies anyway, um, and he he's, Roman he's a, doesn't like him. <laughs> he's a good he's a good mannered kid who just fucks up a lot. Yeah, um, he makes he makes mistakes. <laughs> so like on the on the face of it, he's a heel. I mean, he's a face. Man, Haven't we all cost our mates the uh, Royal Tag Team Titles though? Occasionally, you know, it just happens. I don't have any mates. So... <laughs> you've got Steve. Yeah, you got you got Steve. Never cost him the title. <laughs> oh, imagine me and you versus Matt and Steve for the tag team titles. We'd we'd get crushed. Oh god. It's an interesting thing. I've just seen something on Twitter. Um, PW Insider has 
full control of 205 Live. Really? Well, that Rockstar never... Spud didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really um, trying to That's resurrect 205 Live. Ah. It only makes sense, though. I wonder if he's had that for a while and is maybe responsible for this tournament thing, bringing in some NXT talent as well. Um, I, I think after Enzo went, they went. <laughs> they, oh, had a, they had a board meeting. Yeah. Okay, what are we going to do yeah. about 205 they Live? They went, shit, Enzo was the only plan we had for yeah, 205 yeah. Live. I have literally no idea what to do. I'll give it to Paul. Yeah. Paul, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, hope... yeah, I think it'll make it better. It has seen a bit of an upturn in quality anyway. Um, so, yeah, potentially ever since the kind of inception of this tournament was probably his input. Yeah, um, I don't know, maybe he had something to do with... Um, what's his name? Drake Maverick? Drake Maverick, there <laughs> we go. Coming in to, coming in to be general I manager. I he was English. No, <laughs> could you not tell by his accent? <laughs> To be fair, I skipped it last week because I oh, know I didn't even watch it because they did it on Two Hundred Five Live, didn't they? they yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So I didn't watch it, and then he was on commentary this week, and I was like, "Oh, he's English." That was uh, the most underwhelming um, yeah, announcement like by Daniel Bryan ever, wasn't it? It was just like Drake Maverick, and everyone was like, "Who?" who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it was Rockstar Spud, and then a couple like. There were a few people who were like, oh, that's Rockstar Spud, but still, most people were still like, what? <laughs> Why is this Oompa Loompa on stage so telling sad. us what's like, going to happen? It's like Daniel Bryan saying one of our names. Yeah. Out like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our PWP <laughs> listeners would go nuts. PWP. <laughs> Claire would love it. Pete's <laughs> would go nuts. Um, so, oh, 205 definitely needs some sort of resurrection, that's for sure. I mean, it can't get any worse. I mean, it's not that the action on it is bad, it's just like it doesn't have any story or relevance to anything. There's no storylines. Yeah. Which, you know, isn't always a bad thing. Like, often on the indies and stuff, there isn't stories. Um, and the, the matches are great. Yeah, but you can't have a weekly show. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't tune in to watch the indies every week. Uh, do we know the results from Two or Five Live this week for the tournament? I think I know who won the Atami Roderick Strong match. I was going to say, do you want to know? Do you, Matt? Go for it, because I haven't got a clue. So Roderick Strong defeats Hideo Atami, and Kalisto defeated. Grand? Bel- no, didn't say Dorado. Dorado, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm quite surprised with the Roderick Strong Atami. Um, result. Yeah, and so Roderick Strong's getting this tournament. Do you know he's also a number one contender to the UK title? Yeah, I did know that, which I thought was a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Because there was, um, he, he beat Tyler Bate in a match on NXT, who apparently Tyler Bate, according to Dave Meltzer, has major heat backstage. Yeah, did you did anybody I, I else read you? So you read this as I, well. I didn't read it. Like, I don't know what for. Um, but all I know is Tyler Bate put out a tweet, like, don't, just don't believe what you read. Yeah, it sounds like complete and utter bullshit. <laughs> What's the reason? The reason is, um, apparently, this is according to that, that article, uh, Tyler Bate was asked to appear uh, on some NXT dates, I think tour dates, and he declined because it was too late notice and he'd already booked into independent uh, matches either in the UK or, or elsewhere. Um, I wish Pete Dunn would do the same. Yeah. Um, so apparently, citing the fact that it was too late notice for him to change his plans or back out of the of the contract or whatever, he didn't. He told them he couldn't come. So apparently, they've 
basically, if you look carefully, or not too carefully, but he hasn't won a match uh, since. Easy, yeah. yeah, I think since he lost the UK title. Um, I mean, it sounds like a fair enough reason for me why why you can't appear. Yeah, you've already got, but you've already got bookings. But a lot, a lot of people WWE saying. Must know well, a lot of people are saying that WWE are very much like this, whereby if if you're you're contracted to them, they they, they take Trump, they Trumps. yeah, they trump everything. You're expected to like turn up at the drop of a hat, but it's harder. For, it's it's what sucks so much for the UK talent at the minute because they are they're not being used enough to earn enough to earn a living over in America. At the yeah, minute. they're not full time WWE. They're this weird hybrid at the moment. But then they're expected to turn down independent bookings to just turn up at WWE in case they want to use them, you know, which just... Well, Pete Dunne did, and he didn't even have a match, he was just backstage. Exactly, yeah, so I mean, he went to claim, didn't he go uh, get uh, given an award, didn't he, for the match of the year? Yeah. Uh, which I can understand, but come on, like, <laughs> he could have done that before yeah, or after. He was, he was booked for the Rumble, and then was coming back, and was going to compete on that Friday night, but they had him on NXT, which meant he couldn't be there on that Friday night. Mm. Yeah, even, it's even like just like the UK talent. Even just like you put him in a match on the NXT taping they did, or something like that. But no, he was there just to go on the pre-show for five minutes, if that. Yeah, and he looks so delighted about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's never looked delighted about anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, it does suck a little bit. I. I as as you're right to sort of point out, Tyler Bate did tweet out not to believe everything you read, and it does sound a bit like that's a bit far fetched. In this day and age, surely they know that if they're not signing people to full time contracts and they're they're work they're free to work elsewhere, and I can't imagine they would be that petty, especially no. if it's you know Triple H running NXT and as you say now 205 Live. I can't imagine they would be like that, surely. Especially not for it to be considered major heat. Yeah, I don't think it's major heat in any way. Yeah, I don't think enough. I don't think enough. I don't think enough people would care backstage. If I'm honest. Well, yeah, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I, it, it sounds a bit far fetched. Uh, so I met another UK talent and he was extremely, uh, extremely nice bloke. Yeah, so this is this was at the show that Pete Dunne was supposed to be sort of headlining, wasn't he? Um, yeah. But he was replaced by Trent Seven, right? He was indeed. Uh, so what, what was the main event of that show, by the way? That was in Coventry, right? It was uh, Trent Seven versus Zack Sabre Jr. All oh, right. Okay. So that sounds like a pretty good match. Was it good? It was. It was a good match. Good show. Uh, Anyone else there you know? No, but I know that uh, next time they've got Jimmy Havoc live. That was their big push. Yeah. For the next time. You mean Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy fucking Havoc? (laughs) Jimmy, Jimmy. And I was the only one that sang that when they announced it. Oh, dear. But yeah, it was good. They had a a couple of Canadians there and Americans... So it was a quite a big show. Yeah. It was good. But the uh, main event was good. Trent Seven did a lot of um, damage like, to his uh, wrist and hands. Oh, yeah. And even after, he was like, don't shake my hands. My <laughs> yeah. hands have you Have you watched much of Zack Sabre Jr.'s matches? Not loads. I've 
obviously no, he does that manipulation. Yeah, I, I think I, I, if there's one guy I wouldn't like to be in a ring with ever, uh, other than Braun Strowman, um, it would be Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> that, that guy looks like he one hurts of, you. One of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um so what did Trent Seven actually say to you? Give us a, give us a scoop. So I um we just we're just having a general chit chat about the match and he was like um he was like I'm really happy to be here, it was like last minute but really good. Um I asked him about an interview. Uh he said some things <laughs> that I have to tell you offline because I can't really say it. Yeah you, yeah you can. Similar to the Pete Dunn kind of situation. But he said he'll do his utmost because I said I said I'm not local. I could, like, we could do it any time. He was like, yeah. He says I'm not got a problem with it. He said I'd love to do it. And I'd love to do the interview. He said it's just in WWE's hands. Yeah, it's just, really does make things a little bit more difficult, doesn't it? <laughs> Just respond really to her, even if you say no, just respond to an email. I think that should be, I think that's my new catchphrase. Just, just respond just to my email. Email. Just respond to my email. This is your new gimmick. Yeah. Because I said that, and you say, oh yeah, he goes, yeah, I will respond to you, even if it's a no. Yeah, well, we, Pete Dunn said that too, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's better than nothing, to be fair. <laughs> but he did compliment me on my beard. Ah, well, you do have a very did fetching you compl- beard. Did you compliment him on his or his moustache? Yeah, I asked. I asked him what he used, and uh, he uses a Moroccan. Moroccan oil. Moroccan oil. Yeah, he washes it twice a week. I thought you say twice a day for us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting, interesting. So that sort of covers uh, a lot of the action outside of the ring and then, and outside of WWE specifically uh, for the last week or so. Um, so let's get on to. A little bit of a review and a, a digging deeper into what happened on Monday Night Raw. And as you can tell, we're sticking with the old theme tune because we like it. We don't like this new one. Don't like change. Um... All right, so Monday Night, Raw. Monday Night Raw came from a, a snowy Des Moines, Iowa. Um, snowy and also so quiet. You think so? Yeah. The crowd were rubbish. I thought they were all right. Did you listen to it with headphones at work? Yes. That will be why. <laughs> on, I didn't listen to it underwater like you guys did. On TV, it was just it was dead the whole night. And like especially towards the end, Braun Strowman walking around killing everyone. Like you saw, he gets up on the ropes and he's oh, asking yeah, the crowd, fair, "He's yeah. like, come on, like fucking make some noise," because it was just so awkwardly yeah. quiet. It was a little bit like that at the end, but I thought they were obviously Seth Rollins' home state. I thought they were quite, um, quite hot for him, much like you are most I'm days, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I mean, at, at times they were good. I thought they were good with Elias. I thought they with were Elias. Quite... Elias had to kind of drag them up a bit, I guess, and yeah. maybe for Bray and Roman, um, they were quite hot. But yeah, like just for the rest of it, it was just so quiet, and it it always makes Raw feel like more of a drag when the crowd, yeah, the crowd isn't up for it. Yeah. And I guess maybe because I was used to the hot Philly crowd that we had for four back-to-back shows last week. But yeah, yeah, it's it was not talking a... about hot Phillies. <laughs> it was just a bit disappointing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was. The crowd will be hot in England when they come over. I would have thought so. Well, you, yeah, generally it is. But when I went to Raw um, in April, I I felt like it was quiet at the time. And I watched it on TV and it did feel very quiet. I remember watching it back, especially when Pete Dunne uh, came out. And well, that wasn't even that. That wasn't even the one. I no, that was true. You went the year before, didn't you? But even well, last year, when Pete Dunne was in November, kind of time. That yeah, I went to the April one. Right, but the one in November as well, when Pete Dunne came out, I thought this 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 isn't as loud as it should be. No. Um, well, I, remember, I remember going to one a couple of years ago, and it was when Seth Rollins injured himself. Yeah, yeah. And Triple H came out, and got a massive and I mean a massive pop and they doled it down on TV and put booze in yeah they did they do that they did that for Roman Reigns they put cheers in which doesn't annoy you because just let us and it, you can also tell it sounds like the way they used to do it with Smackdown all the time the, the, the cheers and stuff don't even sound real no they're very very canned um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully it will be, and obviously we'll be there, so we'll make as much noise as we can. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully it'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a good atmosphere. Um, so yeah, Monday Night Raw from Des Moines then. So it kicked off um, with, what did it kick off with? Bray was it, Roman, was it Bray, Bray and Roman? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It, it kicked off with a Bray promo backstage. Oh, there wasn't yeah. there wasn't even the intro music. There was there wasn't an intro from the commentators. It just went straight to Bray. Maybe they're not even and keen on their own new intro music. Fair, no Raw should start with a fucking Bray Wyatt promo. <laughs> <laughs> it went from a Bray Wyatt promo into a Roman promo. <laughs> Where you could clearly see Roman was reading off a <laughs> auto cue. Uh, but yeah, he was re- uh, but he was just reacting to what Bray had just said, right? Backstage with his mobile in hand. <laughs> I don't think that was. I don't even think that was a mobile one, was it? No, that, that, that was, was a, that was a piece of camera. Um, but the match itself then was actually, I thought, actually pretty good. Um, I didn't expect anything else really. These guys have had good matches before, so um... I, I liked that they kept bringing up the kind of history that they've had. How Bray cost Roman money in the bank once. I, I like that they brought that. Um, continuity. I thought much. it was strange that Bray called Roman his nemesis. Like when you when you're currently feuding with someone. Yeah, I I kind of thought it was weird that um, Bray Wyatt called Roman a failure for not winning at the Rumble when he did better than <laughs> Bray Wyatt did. I also found it funny when he said that um, Roman is uh, is on a spiral towards failure, and and that at the bottom of that spiral is something worse than failure. And I was like, yes. You are worse than failure, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> well, Bray, Bray Wyatt says that he said that Elimination Chamber was the scene of his greatest triumph last year, and he looks to repeat that again this year. But if he repeats it this year, that he only gets the, the number one contender. He's not going to win the title. <laughs> he's not going to win the title. Year, so I don't know. Sometimes 
Only sometimes. Bray Wyatt speaks a, a bit of rubbish. Did, did anyone else think that Bray was going to win this match? No. <laughs> yeah. You could have literally put your house on Roman winning this Oh, match. no, I know. It's, but it, it didn't take away from the match. I thought the match was actually really good. Anyone noticed that Roman gets to kick out of Sister Abigail, but... Uh... Bray didn't get to kick out of the spear, yeah. So do you know what this is leading to? Yeah, that's that's coming, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's so fucking ridiculous sometimes. <laughs> what are we going to do if at WrestleMania he just gets beat by one F5? <laughs> what are we going to do if he doesn't even end up facing Brock at Mania? Rumours we've been hearing since the day after WrestleMania might not be true. I think they are. Well, yeah, they definitely are. But could, could you imagine if it was like Elias versus Brock? <laughs> Um, I couldn't imagine that match at this stage. Cena. As much as I like Elias. Um, So yeah, Roman wins. He goes into the Elimination Chamber match, which, let's be honest, we all knew was going to happen. What they did announce uh, later in the night, which is actually a thought that went through my head as soon as Bray lost this match. And um, they announced that Miz versus (laughs) Apollo Crews uh, was going to be a a qualifying match for the Elimination Chamber. I thought, hang on. All we, I've been hearing a lot about the Miz versus Finn Balor as a feud going forward, and I thought maybe with just the whole Jason Jordan situation, maybe he was supposed to be in this spot, and they've had to put Miz in it, and then yeah, they've had to. Heard that they were, the other two were going to be Seth Rollins versus someone, and Jason Jordan versus someone, and they were they were both going to be in the chamber. Yeah, so I don't understand why Seth can't still be in it. I thought it was weird that Jonathan... I think it was Jonathan Coachman introduced these two as two young men. Yeah. Miz is like mid-30s now. Yeah. In wrestling terms. <laughs> Mid to late 30s. Yeah. And I mean... Why... Uh, I know we'll probably touch on it a bit more later on, but why could they not wait until all the participants had entered until they did the winner enters last match? Because it's not fair on the on the people who haven't even yeah. qualified Yeah, that's a good point. Well, good point well made. Thank you. So there's someone who's going into this match without without the chart the chance of entering last. <laughs> yeah, but there's two more, one more spot, two more spots, two more I think. There's one more spot, right? No, there's two more because there was a triple threat for the three people who really qualified, and then Miz qualified last night. I don't think there was another call. Oh, Roman qualified. Yeah, there's one more spot. One more spot, which I. One more spot. Be next week, the losers. Well, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. They announced that there's a second chance, uh, fatal four way. I think it is, um, for the guys. Yeah, closest runners up. Oh yeah, yeah. There's only one spot in this. Yeah, Seth's not even gonna get a chance. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So what's Seth doing at Elimination Chamber? Fuck all. Did anyone? Not quite relevant for this. Did anyone find it how weird how originally buddy buddy Seth was being with Jason? He was being sympathetic because he was injured. Yeah, but it was like, yeah, come on, we'll we'll do this like as a team and all this kind of bollocks. Whereas. <laughs> Before they won the titles, it was, I don't want a team with you. Yeah. When they won the titles, it was, I still don't want a team with you. Now they lose them, it's like, I can't wait to get them back with you. And then um, after he cost them, it's like, you're a son you're of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, but yeah, so no Seth at Elimination Chamber by the looks of it. I mean, I guess he's going into a feud, feud with someone else, but there isn't really anybody else. Unless Finn doesn't qualify and um, Seth reviews with him, but I can't see why. 
Well, Finn, it has to be Finn in this match, right? What I was thinking, actually, though, other than the Miz, there's no other heels. Oh, Elias, I guess, actually. Yeah, Elias is a heel. Yeah, Elias is a heel. Well, that's two out of six, which, you know, is just less than half, I guess. But... Maybe Roman Reigns is a heel. It's just the way we choose to present him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, technically, Braun Strowman should still be a heel. I mean, <laughs> the stuff he does. He? He's the biggest baby face on the planet. <laughs> I know. What he's done is, is almost been murdered yeah. and keeps coming back from the, uh, from the brink of death. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> To then almost kill people himself. Yeah, and drinks, uh, drags the fans along with him for the ride. It's great fun. <laughs> we all love attempted murder, let's face it. So who's he going to fight at WrestleMania? Good question. Probably in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He was last oh, year. Oh, God. Unless he's facing Seth. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I bet Seth looks one. around like... People always claim that Seth injures people. Yeah. And they were like, fine, we'll put him in a tag team. Dean gets injured. We'll put him in another tag team. JJ gets injured. <laughs> I bet when he was in that match with Roman last night, they were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Please don't injure him. Like, he hasn't even done any of the injuring. <laughs> oh. Where's Kane as well? I really missed him. Well, he's <laughs> still under the table, isn't he? Under the black cloth. I really missed him this week. Well, obviously things are going well for him in Knoxville, but, but yeah, we don't we don't need to see any more Kane, really, do we? No, we really don't. So hopefully he doesn't make hopefully he doesn't make an appearance at Elimination Chamber. We need to see more Miz because I can't remember the last time Miz had a shit segment. The Miz never has. Well, the last actually the, the last the shit yeah, the Lavar Ball one. <laughs> But yeah, that was a that was a that wasn't his fault. Let's face it. Um, the crowd love Miz. Everyone loves Miz at the minute. I just wonder how far it will go until it sort of bores people. Yeah, but I think it's funny when it bores people. That's when he's at his best. Hmm. When people are bored of him. Maybe I don't know. I just feel like at the minute he's doing something different to most other people on the roster by sort of doing this whole talking the truth like almost you know shooting from the hip sort of thing um yeah. and also it's um it's not just i want to be uh i want to be the best i want to get the title or whatever it's like i i know i'm the best and i'm making this title the most prestigious like that's not something that we've usually that's not something we've seen before really yeah um but it's, it's kind of weird because i feel like mizzy's position will always be that sort of IC title yeah, like I, I, think give, I think they should give him a run with the title. I, I can see him um, having a feud for it, like maybe competing for it, but I, I don't think he, he's going to win it. No, I think. Especially not anytime soon with someone like. Um, not with Brock as champion. Brock or Roman. Yeah, although he's proven he can beat Roman twice. I hope Brock fucks up after Mania. Well, the stories are that he will do. Um, he's supposedly going back to UFC, but I don't know how real that is. There's lots of rumours flying around. We can never really confirm anything. Which, uh... This is why we need to get in the business. We need to know shit. We are in the business. So we are, yeah. <laughs> We're not. We're not. Well, Matt anywhere. is. Anywhere Matt supposedly is. has a source. I do have a source. 
It's Steve, isn't it? Ragnar Beetle. <laughs> um, so yeah, Wrestle Raw then. So we've already spoken about Bailey Asuka, which I thought was good. Um, Asuka obviously went over. No surprise, but I thought the match itself was good. And did you notice? So I think the first time um, Asuka beat Bailey in NXT, she um, she didn't. She kind of walked off about. Like, I think Bailey went to shake her hand and she walked away. Mm. Second time, she helped her up to her feet and walked away. Mm. And then this time, she shook her hand. Mm. So it was kind of like a like, nice progression, a there. full circle kind of thing. Yeah. Probably, WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon probably. There wasn't even a mention of her this week, was it? No, probably the Raw after Fastlane. I reckon not Fastlane Elimination Chamber. Yeah, probably. But I mean, yeah. if she's facing Charlotte at WrestleMania, which we all kind of think she is, surely she has to be on SmackDown, like at least be mentioned on SmackDown. But like nothing, nothing's been mentioned. Did you see the uh, tweet that Charlotte put out? Champions don't have to point at WrestleMania signs. <laughs> uh, I hate the fucking pointing at the WrestleMania sign. It annoys me. Do you know what annoys me? How many times they used the shot of looking over like the... Oh, yeah. With it in the peripheral vision. Yeah, they... Like, fuck off. When yeah. they're on the top rope, like someone doing like a suplex off the top rope, and it's like, oh, just put the camera here so you can get the WrestleMania sign perfectly in the background. Well... Isn't it just the same one they used at WrestleMania 30? No, no, it's, no, it's, it's not just at all. New Orleans, though, isn't it? But yeah, same color scheme, I think. Yeah, they've they've um, oh, can't remember what I was going to say again. What does this keep happening to? Oh yeah, they've stopped doing what they started doing this this time last year with all the crowd shots because oh they, yeah, they, I guess they wanted to get crowd shots in for like WrestleMania packages and all that kind of stuff, and they don't seem to be doing that as much. Yeah, anymore. just randomly because that was the crowd. bloody annoying that someone would do a punch and then they cut to someone bored in the crowd looking <laughs> yeah. at their phone. Um, or having an un- unrealistic reaction to something that happened in an, in an edited version of yeah. something. Like the same way they do on Total Divas. Yeah. Natalia hits a clothesline and it pops to 25,000 people jumping Going out crazy. of their seats. Yeah. Um, not that we watch Total Divas. God, jeez. Um, yeah, that, that's scripted pilot shit. <laughs> I love it. Um, so the rest of Raw then so as we say there was three women's matches which was odd I thought the two that followed Bailey and Asuka were pretty passable like nothing of note particularly happened um, but they did announce the, the Elimination Chamber match itself for the women and then the participants in it specifically so we know Alexa Bliss was going to be in it um, but Bailey and Sasha I like that Alexa Bliss came out and was like well Brock isn't in it yeah <laughs> the crowd that's that that's what that was kind of what I was uh, thinking of when when you said that the crowd were a bit dead. I remember them being quite hot for this segment where they were sort of agreeing with everything Alexa said and gradually getting more and more like worked up a little bit, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah, because it's, it's like kind of it's like a controversial kind of it's a controversial segment, and that kind of stuff is intriguing. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess you're right, and it took that sort of thing for the crowd to actually make a fair chunk of noise, you know. Um, 
but yeah she was sort of saying oh yeah is it unfair that isn't it unfair that brock doesn't have to do the same he doesn't have to be in his match it was, an, it was she called kurt angle sexist it was, it was another one of these examples where the hero was speaking the truth she's doing a miz yeah because that that's was, what it should now be called yeah doing a miz there was nothing in there where it was like oh she's the dastardly heel trying to get out of this or whatever it was literally like oh, look, brock doesn't have to do it so why should i yeah which is a perfectly valid point. Yeah. Women um, didn't even do any qualifying matches. Exactly. Which I thought was weird. Um, I guess there's it, not enough of them. If we're talking about the seven, can we mention um, Kurt Angle's fucking mare that he had? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think what happened is he, over the last six weeks or so, he's become so accustomed to following the words first ever yeah. with like historic or Royal Rumble. Yeah. So this time when he said first ever... His mind went Royal Rumble, and he was like, "No, it's something else." <laughs> uh, uh, elimination Chamber. There we go. Got there eventually. <laughs> Finally got that one out. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think that. I mean, it's from a sitting in my desk going alpha. And then he was like, "So we've got Alexa Bliss, and next up we've got Women's Champion Bailey, former Women's <laughs> Champion Bailey." Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> alert. Uh, yeah, he had a bit, a bit of a nightmare. Uh, little old Kurt, uh, but he did as you say. Now it's Bailey and Sasha, um, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose in a new um, new attire this week. Uh, but was... then back to her old one. Yeah, on on mixed match challenge. Yeah, but it was, it was it was nice to see the new attire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love a mix up in in attires. <laughs> um, and finally, she's done a Carmella. She went to a singlet. The most underwhelming announcement: Mickey James. That's a good, very good point. Can, can I just briefly mention this little highlight I had from my dream last night? Are we able to put it on a podcast? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Basically, I was I was watching a wrestling match, and it was with John Cena and someone, and mystery opponent. John Cena had just broken someone's nose. And he tried to get the victory, and he couldn't. They kicked out. I don't know who it was, but they kicked out. And the commentator, who I think was Booker T, was like, oh, look at John Cena. He's getting mad. He's going to go backstage and decapitate Mickey James. <laughs> <laughs> and in the dream, because like, you guys know me, I don't really laugh that much. But in the dream, I just couldn't stop. I was like in tears, like choking, laughing for about five minutes straight. Just picturing John Cena going backstage and decapitating Mickey James. <laughs> Whoever thought in 2018 and have a dream about John Cena decapitating Mickey James? Didn't they have a thing? I yeah, thought they did, yeah. Yeah, supposedly. But anyway, actually, I'm glad you mentioned your dream, actually, Aiden, because uh, you mentioned Booker T. Uh, so I, what I wanted to get was your thoughts on what Booker T has been saying <laughs> recently about... Corey Gray specifically. Um, he's going to punch his head in. Yes. So, obviously, Booker T has been, let's say, dem- demoted to back to the um, panel on the pre-shows for, for pay-per-views. So, no longer on commentating on Raw. Replaced by Jonathan Coachman, who I thought actually did really well this week. Um, and is already infinitely better than Booker T. Um, but, yeah, in a... Was it his own podcast? I think it was, wasn't it? His radio show. His yeah. radio show, where he, he basically said, if he sees Corey Graves on the street, he's going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it. It's like, 
uh, I wouldn't do anything like professionally or in in, in an arena, arena. But if I see him on the street, like I'm gonna kick his ass. <laughs> it's just well, like so unprofessional. Apparently, he's called him out for a WrestleMania match. Oh, <laughs> that's what Booker Z's after then. <laughs> yeah, because Corey Graves is cleared to wrestle. That's why he's at the commentary desk. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I didn't like the, I didn't like how Booker came across in this. It, he comes yeah, across as it was very bitter. bitter. It was very Bret Hart. It was, it was a bit Bret Hart. Yeah, you're right. I think that's what we should call We've got The Miz and now we've got a Bret Hart. <laughs> He's done a Bret. <laughs> um, I watched all... I've been doing a lot of research on the old uh, Montreal Screwjob and I'm just, I do actually feel really sorry for Bret Hart. I don't. Why? We can talk about that at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week to find out why Aiden doesn't feel sorry for Bret Hart. <laughs> um... I have a, I have mixed emotions, mixed feelings, but uh, yeah, we can probably get into this another time. I think. Yeah, future should, episode. Put I it, think, put it on the docket. I think we should do a Montreal Screwjob episode. Don't see why not. All right, we'll pencil it in. Um, back to back to what I was saying about commentary. And so Booker T basically came across really bitter and really unprofessional. Like you wouldn't be able to say this. He's still employed by yeah, the company. It's not like he's been fired. Yeah, he still works there. Like. If I was to say that about someone that I work with and it got out or whatever, I'd probably get spoken to at least. Yeah, which it's just really stupid. I mean, obviously it's Booker T, so we're used to stupidity, but it's, yeah, it's just uncalled for and so random. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. I don't know if he is. To be fair, did you um, did you like the new day. the new day segments on SmackDown? I thought were great. Whatever. Okay. Six, six. That's the percent I give Roy Dre's a street fight. <laughs> uh, what do you think Corey Graves is best at? Jabs or right hands? <laughs> oh, bloody love the new day. Um. But yeah, it's a bit random. Like, what's Corey Graves actually ever done? I think what Booker T was trying to get out is that Graves called him up on every little mistake he made. But he deserved but to be—he deserved to be called up on it because he was fucking stupid. <laughs> he was just like—he was the most confused man. Yeah. Hey, I like Jason Jordan, but I really don't like Jason <laughs> Jordan. But you know, I kind of like Jason, but I really don't like Jason. I like this kid, man. <laughs> but there were times where I'd be interested to see whether he feels the same about Michael Cole, who is just equally as like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, like they they both would definitely try and um, rile him up. I think. Yeah, they would both poke him, poke the book. Uh, but yeah, he's just I don't know. It's just come across very unprofessional. Um, Corey Graves, better watch out because he's coming for you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, back to Raw then. So I thought I, I thought Coach did well second week um, on Raw, back on Raw. I thought he did pretty well. Um, so I'm getting used to hearing his voice back, not Booker's, which is good. Um, the rest of Raw then. So we were treated to a double dose of Roman. Doesn't everybody love a do- double dose of Roman? <laughs> you bloody well know Vince does. And Michael Cole almost came. Like. I did. I forgot to mention. I think I forgot to mention on last week's podcast how Michael Cole almost made Raw unwatchable for me by how excited he was at everything, but then overly more excited about Roman. And it, at one point, he just went, 
oh, I love it when Roman gets in the zone. Like, you wouldn't say that about anybody else. And he sounded so, like, giddy about it. It's... Yeah, and did, did you notice this week, like, you, you say that, but did you notice when he came out for the tag match, he only went, the big dog. He didn't go, the big dog! <laughs> well, he only... It's because he knew he was getting a double dose, so yeah. he had to just calm it down a little bit. Calm it down a little bit. He is a bit of a bellend. <laughs> It's just really annoying. <laughs> like he, Michael Cole. He's not even meant to be an annoying heel commentator. I know. He's just a, he's, he's as bland and generic as they come, but yeah. he's still annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just, I don't know, he comes across as a shill. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. he loves John Cena and he loves Roman Reigns um, because the company loves him, you know? Like, it's just, ugh. PWP's done with Cole. <laughs> We're, there's gonna be no one left who we've <laughs> yeah. still got time for. We've got Jinder Brock and now Michael Cole. <laughs> um, but yeah, just uh, he wasn't so bad this week, but it was still annoying. I just, I don't know. And like, I'm just done with. Yeah, I'm, I think he, I'm done with Cole. He still has his glimpses. Like when when the shackles were taken a bit. Uh, taken off him a little bit for the UK tournament, and he just got to call some wrestling. It was good then. It was good, but when uh, it, I guess it doesn't help that he's being fed so much, and he has to convey so much information to. He has to constantly men- mention Twitter and all these things on the network, and like. I hate when it's supposed to be a surprise, and you can tell by his voice that it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that, like that's what I was saying. Um, in our Rumble episode, when we were talking about the Rumble, just every time like a surprise entrant came out, or just anyone came out, before they'd even appeared on screen, he was already listing, like, this is their sick Royal Rumble, or stuff like that. And it's like, you you wouldn't know that off the top of your head. Real mm. life, I'd have to go to my notes, yeah. and find, okay, there's Kofi Kingston, that's his <laughs> tenth Rumble, okay. Like, you don't have to... It, things can seem a bit more well, less. They have to say it on their entrance. They could just say, oh, here he comes down to the ring. And then when he's in the ring, you've got time, because there's not a lot going on, really, in a rumble. They can just go, this is Kofi's 10th time in the rumble, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, it doesn't have to always be so rehearsed and clean and organised, because then, then it makes it feel not spontaneous. Or have it on one of those graphics, like they do on SmackDown, with, like, a little fact, so, like, this is Kofi's 10th oh, rumble. There's some so fucking random. <laughs> that was because the, uh, the Matt Hardy version version one. But, yeah. Uh, facts that used to be there. I thought they were quite cool. <laughs> Hardy doesn't like mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't like mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. I don't, I don't really like mayonnaise. What? You don't like cheese. This is a good. This is a good point. Um, <laughs> but moving on, then back back to Raw. So the main event. Um, was it? It was. Yeah. I mean, such an easy way out. Was it? Yeah. It wasn't the main event, was it? The tag match. Oh, no, it wasn't no, the main wasn't event. The main... I was talking about the triple threat. The triple threat match. So Sorry. the main event was the uh, the triple threat, which um, actually had a very surprising winner. <laughs> um, unfortunately for me, it got spoiled by my inability to turn my notifications off from the WWE app. Uh, How when many I woke months up in has the morning. been now? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I read it. It was like Elias defeats John Cena and Braun Strowman. I was like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, on paper, that's a ridiculous result. 
think of it. I liked how they just kept injuring Brock. Not Brock, Jesus, Brock. Yeah. Got Brock on the brain. Um, Brock brain. And then we'd go in the ring, have a little fight, and then keep looking over to see whether Braun was getting up. Yeah. I thought the match itself was all right. I'd, I've kind of... It was very formulaic John Cena when it was just obviously those two in the ring. It was kind of just a standard Cena match. Obviously, Braun adds an element of intrigue to it because I don't think... I know they were on different teams on the Survivor Series um, match. But I don't think we've seen Braun versus John Cena, have we? Yeah, we saw it on Raw a have couple we? months ago. Did we? Yeah, just a random Raw yeah, a couple months ago. I do not remember that. And I've, yeah, Braun won, I think. Yeah, he did. I think it was before his Brock match. Oh, I literally have no memory or recollection of this. Yeah, it was just a throwaway raw. Well, there goes my point then. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I thought it was quite fresh. Well, get, well, going back to the point about Michael Cole just a minute ago, um, I've over the years, because I've seen it so often, I've become so desensitised to John Cena giving the AA to a big man. Because yeah. I know he can do it to the big show, therefore he can do it to Strowman. Yeah. So him doing it to Strowman, and then being like, oh my god, can you believe the strength? Like, yes. I've seen it a million times yeah, before. Yeah. Didn't he do it to Edge and... and he did to Edge show, and yeah. the big show at the same time. <laughs> yeah, the so, same time. If he if he couldn't do it to to Braun like he couldn't earlier in the match, I'd be, I'd be very disappointed. In... Yeah, I've never this is why I've never understood this about Cena with um, big guys now. Obviously, there isn't anyone bigger than the Big Show in terms of weight. Well, back then anyway, um, and he could do that. So every time he goes to lift like a big guy now, and he always like grabs his back and then falls over. He does that thing where he falls flat on his face. Yeah, like yeah. the same way each time. Um, it's like, well, come on, we know you can do it, so <laughs> just don't try it until you know the end, what? you know? I love seeing that. I've always been a Cena fan, but uh, every time I watch his match, it's like, come on, stop spot calling. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest I, with you. I, I don't notice it as much as you do. I notice it all the time. Yeah, I noticed it this week. So he gets the he gets the first... No, it was the second power slam, I think, from Braun. or and you hear him go, um, he goes, slow down, slow down, now give one more. Hmm. Just like, he'd just well, he been says, power slammed. He says to Elias, that he like, they were in a bit of a fist fight, and he was like, kick me, kick me. You're like, oh, just, just don't. Elias knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, it does give off that impression that he's like, no, we're doing it my way, do what I say. And a lot of it, yeah, he's giving them things to do to him. But, like, yeah. Yeah. like these are guys who've been wrestling for years. Yeah. I'm sure they can come up with something as basic as, I'm going to hit the ropes and kick you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Braun and Elias, I guess, technically are quite green in, in, you know, if you compare them to, well, firstly, John Cena, but a lot of, like, the average uh, guys on Raw have been wrestling for a lot longer than both those guys. Uh, but still, I mean, they can get through a match, surely. Um, what I did want to say about the um, the result was, firstly, it was a, it was a shock. Not that it wasn't a shock to me after I'd seen my notification, but it was a shock. Uh, I liked the way Elias sort of stole stole the win. I thought that was quite cool. Yeah, why didn't why didn't he get out of the ring and just leave? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But it, it, to be fair, it wasn't he wasn't celebrating over exuberantly for anything. 
for more than like 10 seconds was he but until Braun, Braun attacked him um, but I thought yeah I quite like the result of this it means Elias comes in last but unfortunately he, I give him zero chance of winning yeah, they kept saying, I've never heard them give any Elimination Chamber stats before about how 50% of the winners have come from entrance 5 or 6. Yeah. Which I didn't know. Um, but that's I mean, yeah, that's a good kind of stat to have because it shows the value in coming in late. Yeah, like, um, it I, would make sense. I, I would say closer to 75% of people have won from those two positions or the first two. Yeah. I think 3 and 4 are the... The dud positions. Yeah, then nobody cares about those positions. You know Roman's coming in the one before Elias. Well, I, I think he might start. I reckon he'll go all the way through. Yeah, yeah, they'll start and then they'll make a big deal how he's gone from coast oh, to coast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Elias... That happens, text me in the morning because I ain't going to fuck him off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Well, I'm not watching it live, so I'll find out probably about when you do. I'm not watching it live. No, oh, I'm killed now. I'm still hanging from <laughs> Showing your age, Matt. Showing your age. I really am. <laughs> I don't um, do these, these things anymore. No. Um, so, yeah, the triple threat I thought was good. So, the tag title match, should we just press on that? Because then you said it was a such a cheap way out. Uh, we've still got... Seamus and Cesaro as our tag champs because Seth and Roman got disqualified. Who are they going to face at the Elimination Chamber? Yeah, I, hopefully. I was just thinking this because I'm I'm become so accustomed in, in accustomed to them just fighting <laughs> Seth and someone forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and me. Um, hopefully so love it. they'll move on to obviously a new kind of feud. Um. Maybe something with the revival and Gallows and Anderson. I don't know. Gallows and Anderson, maybe. Uh, I think Gallows and Anderson and the revival is is a, a rivalry they they're they're looking at at the minute. I still don't know. It's a triple threat. Yeah, I think that, or or maybe like a tag team turmoil sort of thing. I still don't know. Are Gallows and Anderson good guys or bad guys? Well, I guess they're, really, they're good guys. I think they're just good brothers. <laughs> they're good brothers. Um, I think I think they're baby faces now. Yeah, I think so. Because like I'm, I'm go on, go on, man. Okay. (laughs) I'm not. Um, I I would have liked to maybe see, uh, them kind of still be heels a bit and help Balor win via heelish tactics. And be a bit more heelish, and then yeah, maybe gradual slow turn for him. Yeah. Um, I think a heel Balor club wait makes way more sense than a face one whether, don't need whether to... we're leading to that eventually i don't know i know obviously the shield has kind of fallen flat on his ass but you don't need two face factions on the same show it just doesn't really uh, work needs to be I'm, I'm gonna try and find a tweet i saw a tweet earlier um about the potential um free man tournament uh free three-man team tournament they could make um some of them are ridiculous but it makes you realize how many possible three-man teams are out there i'm just gonna see if i can find it talk amongst yourselves and <laughs> uh, so yeah obviously we know the shield the shield thing is sort of dying a death because everyone seems to just get injured all the bloody time yeah they do um yes yeah, so it, it may or may not be successful i don't know um 
So obviously with Dean Ambrose out for a while, and I don't know what their plan was with Jason Jordan, whether he was going to be this sort of like midi shield member while Ambrose was out, whether they were going to build to that sort of relationship or not. But you imagine... They can't do it now, obviously. But him being an actual member of the shield... And then Dean Ambrose comes back and like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> yeah, who is this guy? Um, but I feel like obviously when Dean Ambrose comes back, a lot of stuff will have moved on from then. So, what do we reckon with the Shield? Are they sticking with this Seth Roman Shield light version, or? Uh, of course they won't, because as soon as uh, Roman is champion after WrestleMania then he'll just do his own thing. And Seth will want that spot, will he? Well, he should do. <laughs> right, here we go. I've got up this tweet. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. Not really. So, hashtag fantasy booking WWE six-man division. So, we've got The Shield, Balor Club, New Day, Sanity, Jinder and the Authors of Pain, Undisputed Era, Miz, Dallas like and Jinder Axel. And yeah, that's I, a bit weird. Why not? Why not the Sing brothers? Yeah, why not Ginger and the Sings? One brother, yeah. one's injured, isn't he? Well, that's a good band name. Injured. <laughs> I was going to say Ginger and the Sings. I can't believe you said Sing. I can't believe you said Singed instead of Ginger. Ginger's a new author of pain. Um, Undisputed era. Miz, Dallas, and Axel. Samoa Joe and the Bar. Um, okay. Owen, Zane, and Brian. And then this random one, Ziggler, Canellis, and Dillinger. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Rusev and the Usos. And I, at first I thought Roman and the Usos, but he's in the Shield. Um, no Way Jose and the Colognes. Um, and then War Machine and Ricochet, because you can call a man in the machine. So, um, and this feels like a big waste of Alistair Black with the Ascension. <laughs> <laughs> And then you could either have Velveteen, Dream, and Breezango, or um, Bobby Roode and the Revival. Bobby Roode and the Revival. There's, mm. like, from the ones that already exist, you've got Shield, Bala Club, New Day, Sanity, Undisputed Era, Miz, Dallas, and Axel. How about Bray Wyatt and the Bludgeon Brothers? Oh, yeah, good point. So, yeah, there's there's a good few free man teams. And um, I was talking to Peter at work the other day, my mate, about. Um... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> About um, he he reckons they want they want to do like a war games kind of thing, which I imagine they're they're, they're probably. Get into Raw. <laughs> he paid his. He paid his money. Well, you paid me his money. <laughs> I, no, I did. <laughs> um, so yeah, I like he reckons they they could do like a war games thing because there's so many free man teams knocking around, and I don't think they will. I reckon they'll keep that on NXT, but it could be kind of cool. Imagine like Shield, New Day. Ballot Club or something. A lot of people, though, isn't it? There was a lot of people here. But that's yeah. how War Games was. I know, but it was a bit cluttered, I thought. I thought it was good. Oh, no, I loved it. I thought it was really good, but just, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be the same on the main roster, I don't think. No. They would get no opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Great Roman looks strong. I know, I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but that reminds me of a tweet. Did anyone see a tweet from Cody Rhodes this week about Vince McMahon? Nope. So Cody Rhodes did a quick, um, well, I guess can't call him Rhodes anymore, just Cody, did a quick um, like five-minute Q&A on Twitter. Uh, and someone asked him about Vince McMahon holding people back. 
Um, I'm just going to find it now. Here we go. Here we go. This <laughs> is great. Do some we <laughs> Here we go. Do you think Vince unfairly holds back talent that comes up from NXT? And he says he doesn't hold anything back. A lot of times it's hard for fans to accept that some of their favourites have a ways to go or that they become lazy after they get the first LE check. Don't know what LE means. Um, Stardust, for example, didn't go beyond tag gold because I wasn't improving and I also got out of shape. Really? So from someone who's been inside and knows Vince quite well. <laughs> saying that Vince, prison. Vince inside the, <laughs> the WWE bubble, I mean, uh, saying that Vince doesn't hold anything back, mm. um, which is so contradictory to the rumours you hear about how Vince does this and Vince does that. Yeah. Unless he's just angling for a return. <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> I think... In yes, uh, New yeah. Orleans as well, right? Is it in New Orleans? Um, I don't know. Oh, there is a show in New Orleans, I think, that weekend. Ring of Honor have got their final battle pay-per-view. Uh, that might be the one I'm thinking of. Um, on the same day as TakeOver. So, do you remember that this was la- this happened last year as well, didn't it? The WrestleMania with the Hardys and the Young Bucks. Bucks. The Bucks of Youth. Um, so, yeah, I think it's obviously a tradition now. I don't know if it's been going on for more than couple years um but yeah yeah it should be a hell of a match and a lot of intrigue now with the the whole bullet club leadership thing um on a side note does anyone think the name golden lovers is the worst name for a group of wrestlers ever (laughs) yeah it does feel a bit weird are they lovers of the gold or are they lovers who are golden golden lovers could have been mandy rose and gold dust maybe yeah probably sounds cool in Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, back to back to WWE then. Um, anything else on Raw that you wanted to talk about? What did we make of Raw overall this week? Yeah. I thought it was okay. The content was okay. Just the crowd. Just, put, just the fact you couldn't the watch crowd, it particularly well. <laughs> yeah, the crowd and yeah, the, 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 poor, the poor production um, put it down a, a, a notch on the table. Well, if it helps, it was produced fine when I watched it online, so... Must have been a sky, sky issue. Yeah. Complain, get some money. You what? When you watched it illegally. Uh, I have no comment. <laughs> I don't have three hours at home. <laughs> yeah. My my mum pays her hard earned money for me to watch the wrestling on on Sky. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of money, this is going completely off topic now and, and non wrestling related whatsoever. I went to see a mortgage advisor yesterday because we have to uh, remortgage our house. Long story, but it's for a loan that we took against when we bought the house on one of these government schemes. Anyway, he asked to see three months' worth of my bank statements um, and a recent payment that I received from Miss Danielle, <laughs> Miss Danielle Hutchins, <laughs> had the reference XXX <laughs> porn XXX. <laughs> So thanks for that, Matt. <laughs> so that was great. Oh, um, fucking hell. That's, <laughs> that's tremendous. <laughs> so yeah, just thought I'd uh, shed some light on that nice little situation I had. <laughs> Did Frankie know she no. wears? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just looks suspicious. I'm getting paid by someone called Miss Danielle Hutchins and it's for like porn. just porn. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, yeah, just thought I'd share for that lovely little tidbit from my life. The good little segue. One my life is uh, the worst one. <laughs> but yeah, I can't think of a better way to segue into SmackDown Live. Nice to see SmackDown have kept their um, theme tune. <laughs> They're not going yeah. the way of Raw. Even though it's maybe not my favourite. No, I quite like it. It's alright. It... I'll bet next week they'll change it. Yeah. Not as good as Raw. Um, but SmackDown, I don't I have no idea where SmackDown came from this week. Bad bad hosting. Some, somewhere in America. Somewhere in America. Or Canada. I'll, you know. I'll just find out. Well, we don't really need to know, do we? Well, I'm going to find out. I'm going to do an agent. <laughs> you didn't chat amongst yourselves, guys. <laughs> no. So, um, so SmackDown started with Shane basically calling out, not calling out, but asking Daniel Bryan to come out and them having a nice little civilised chat in the ring. I don't like Shane's uh, promos. I, I feel like they're not scripted in any way, which is a good thing, but he also tends to sort of just repeat himself a lot. Yeah, I'm with with this story, it's, it's one of those instances in WWE where um, it's... They're doing it so that um, how do I word this? That they they don't speak to each other in the week. They only yeah, speak to yeah. each other for the two hours they're at SmackDown. This is slightly annoying. Because like he could have aired. He's been saying these things like partly on TV for the last month or two. So he could have Kansas City. Kansas uh, City. There we go. And they didn't have Baron Corbin there. That was good. Um, he's from Kansas City. Yes, I get that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like he he, in real life, you would sit down with someone, have a ten minute conversation with them, and say, look, I think you're not even a ten minute conversation. Just say, look, I think you're being a bit preferential towards Kevin and Sammy. Like, what what's going on? That's all it takes. Instead, we've had like a month and a half, six weeks of this weirdness. Yeah, Shane being like being a bit of a dick <laughs> it's just being a bit of a dick yeah right because daniel bryan is making all of the right decisions as we see at the end of the show mm. um and him going i don't like kevin and sammy so boo yeah you're the fucking commissioner if you don't really want to fire them just fire them <laughs> don't go oh daniel you do something about it yeah <laughs> Imagine Miss Ladyballs McMahon. Imagine Stephanie McMahon, like being this kind of submissive to the general manager <laughs> the way that Shane is. Afraid to fire someone. Yeah. She bloody loves firing people. She, she make yeah like just assert some authority. If you don't want them there, get rid of them. Otherwise, you have a general manager for a reason. Let him do his fucking job. Yeah. And then when he does it, it's like, oh, I don't agree with what you did there. <laughs> Do don't air your grievances on TV. This is all a bit pointless because we know that AJ is going to fight Nakamura. Well, do we know that? We know Nakamura's. Yeah. We know Nakamura's going to be in the main event. Well, going to be in a match in a for match. the title. <laughs> um, but that's all we know, really, isn't it? No, but he's anyway to fight AJ. I know. Doesn't mean he will. He will. Yeah, I think he will, but. Um, yeah, I know. I, I know what you're saying, but it does no. Is you? We always know with the Royal Rumble winner, it's never guaranteed that they're actually going to be in the match that they uh, think they're going to be in. 
Although WWE oh, WWE would be foolish to um, now that they've teased it so much to take that match away from the fans. And also, I don't think I don't think Shinsuke versus Sami Zayn or Shinsuke versus Kevin Owens would um, be a WrestleMania worthy sort of event, main event match. Yeah, it'll be like Owens Jericho last year. Yeah, and then Vince and Manny very <laughs> Yes, not what they're looking for. But yeah, give them give them more than like twelve minutes then, and see what they can do. You know. Yeah, because they'll still the show if they if they have a fifteen minute match. Well, I mean, it would be quite a difficult task if you've got AJ versus Nakamura in the main event, but they can certainly put up a good uh, good fight anyway. Well, I mean, we've got Roman and Brock. Don't forget about that. <laughs> Uh, their first match, though, before Seth ruined it. No, he didn't. He made it much yeah, better. Yeah, it was. It was, it was actually match. really good. So hopefully, more of that. Um, we talk like it's a foregone conclusion, as they always say in WWE. Anything can happen. Yeah, but but it's likely that Roman will be in the main event. Is what will happen. Only three things in life are certain: <laughs> death, taxes, and Roman Reigns in the Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. <laughs> It'd be yeah. four four years in a row, right? Yeah, not even John Cena has ever gone four years in a row headlining WrestleMania. No. Not even Stone Cold. Not even Stone Cold. Does anybody? Probably Hulk. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan. No, I don't think Taker ever has. No, I don't think he has. Not in a row. He didn't main event many um, WrestleManias. I don't think Taker. Yeah. He main evented the most, uh, the lowest bought WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 13. Yeah. Bought. Yeah. WrestleMania oh. with a lowest buy rate. Speaking of WrestleMania, I had a thought earlier. Would anyone ever like to see WrestleMania, maybe just what for one year, go back to an arena what and have is? like a, have like a, just like a 20,000 seat arena, have like a intimate setting the way they used to kind of up until about 10 years ago? Because um, I'm, yes. I'm a bit bored of arenas. Yeah. The, the only one, or stadiums. I mean, stadiums, mean. stadiums. The only one I would think that would work with is Madison Square Garden. It has to be places like Chicago, Philly, Madison Square Garden, um, places in those kind of areas. But they, I mean, it's, it, but they, I bet they it's make a... so much money out of the ticket sales. No, yeah, they, they never so will. Yeah. They, they never ever will. But it's just like it, it feels the same every year. Like in a in a in a stadium, I can never really tell the difference. Um, and I don't like it being outside. I don't like wrestling in the daytime. Um, yeah, you know what? No, I'm no, I'm just kidding. I'm definitely gonna. Try we also my... we also don't know it's gonna be in New York. No, I'm gonna try my bloody well, real hardest. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Is this from your source? From my source. <laughs> Good old Steve. Raccoon and Meatball. Um. All right. So back to you, SmackDown. Then, so the main sort of crux of the show was the uh, the main event, well, the build up to the main event between Sammy and Kevin. So let's talk about the main event. What did we make of the one, match? The match itself. One, one bit was great. Nakamura. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So I do something which vaguely resembles a Japanese <laughs> accent last week, and you fucking shit yourself. <laughs> You go full on racist. That wasn't full on racist. That was an impression of Nakamura. That's, I think that's pretty good. 
Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, I didn't think it was racist. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that was quite cool. This seems to be his new thing where he just sort of goes around popping out of nowhere and teasing AJ. <laughs> I just like quite cool. I quite like that. They they should keep him as always like a one liner kind of person. Just something like he just goes up to AJ one week, and just says knee, <laughs> knee face, face. <laughs> to face. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, obviously, okay, the build-up for the, most of the show was the Sammy Kevin main event, which I thought delivered a fair amount, but a little bit of a cheap ending, disappointing. Yeah, I thought the ending was cheap. But, Aiden, you made a good point um, to me earlier that you, you'd hoped maybe that they could make something out of this. Yeah, I was kind of anticipating um, that after Brian had come out and made the decision, the correct decision, um, that they would maybe turn to each other and be like, yes, it worked, give them a high five, start doing the yep shit, as if they'd planned for them both to get in the title match. But they both just, just they both, there was still a bit of that, the... Animosity. Yeah, that's the word, between them. Um, it was just a bit weird, like, I felt like they should have made it as if that was their plan all along. Yeah. So they should have hugged it out at the end and been like, Wait, Yeah, you. gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen. But obviously, they've made that triple threat match. Byron Saxton doing his thing again of being completely stupid and wrong, and Corey Graves correcting him, <laughs> and Byron not having it. Just like, what do you expect Daniel Bryan to do in that situation? AJ's attacked someone, got someone disqualified, therefore put them both in the match. Yeah. He goes, oh, could you believe this bias by Daniel Bryan putting him in the match? Like AJ, AJ was provoked. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like he. I like your Byron. I like your Byron expression. Byron Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> do we reckon we're going to get either Byron versus Corey Graves or Byron versus Brian at WrestleMania? <laughs> By- By- Byron versus Brian. Byron versus Brian. That's hard to say quickly. Or a tag team. Corey Graves would be so popular in that match. Corey Graves and a mystery partner against Booker T and Byron Saxton. <laughs> His mystery partner will be David Otunga. <laughs> David Otunga. Uh, God, be, no, no one wants to see wrest- it'd be uh, Jerry, commentators in WrestleMania matches these days. It would be Jerry Lawler, and his finishing move would just be shouting BS at Byron Saxton, but <laughs> well, instead BS. accidentally shouting it at Corey Graves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, all right, back to SmackDown then. So the rest of the, the rest of SmackDown. There wasn't too much. There was a there was a pretty good United States Championship match between Bobby Roode and uh, Rusev, who the crowd, by the way, Bobby absolutely Rusev. loved. Do they not get that Rusev so over that they should be doing something with him? Well, they, well Shane duly noted it. Yeah, they yeah referenced <laughs> it earlier on in the show. How they say we listen, we always listen to you. So they go Rusev Day. He goes, yep, duly noted. noted. <laughs> I love that surprise, pay rise thing. Yeah, I expect that to be duly noted. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a good match between uh, Rude and Rusev, I think. Um, two people that you haven't really seen work together before. No. I thought no. it went quite well. I thought it was a good match. Decent ending. I, I, lo- I love the RKO. Uh, like That was a bit strange. What? Yeah, oh, you mean the RKO? At, yeah. yeah. 
Well, it's the only championship he hasn't won. If he wins that, he's got the Grand Slam. I guess, like, obviously got yes. the, the Raw Tag Team titles or whatever, but... Universal. And Universal, yeah, but in order to complete a Grand Slam, <laughs> it's the only one he hasn't won. So, yeah, potential potential um, route for him to go down. A little shout I've got to give a shout-out to Aiden English as well, because I reckon when, when Simon Gotch got fired or released, no one ever thought that Aiden English would even do anything or stay on. And he's actually become like a weekly uh, fixture on SmackDown. Hold up. What? Hold up. Well done to Aiden. To Aiden English. English, right? Yeah. I thought you meant to me for <laughs> a second. Right, to Aiden. <laughs> that Aiden. Um, uh, yeah, as 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 Aiden stick together. He would have been one on my future endeavours list. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's always been a bit like that, though, isn't it? It's it's and with absolution as well. I think they're kind of just going through the the motions and being a bit like, this is what I do, and this is how I get to the ring. Their whole cringy, th- that cringy, them get to the ring apron. They all put their hands on the apron and look look menacing, even though there's nobody in there. And then they go back and run in together, like, Ooh, just let people just do things naturally, like. Ugh. Well, yeah, they're on SmackDown. Well, right? yeah, the wrong brand, isn't they? They're, I'm sure they'll have something on Fastlane. They'll have a six six woman tag against the welcoming committee. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, they have to copy, don't they? They don't know what to do otherwise. Yeah, they're just gonna turn up in a <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. Well, you you guys are here, so you know. Why can't we be involved? Yeah. Um. But yeah, that that match was a little bit passable. Charlotte obviously beats her with the. Figure eight. Do you reckon Charlotte's annoyed that she doesn't get to be in either the first Women's Royal Rumble or Elimination Chamber? Yeah. I, know, I know she was in the Hell in a Cell, but... Yeah, she's kind of had her little historic moments, hasn't she? Sasha's been in all of them. <laughs> yeah. She's been in the Cell, she's been in the Rumble, she's going to be in the Chamber, she was in the Iron Woman match. And she hasn't, won, hasn't won, won any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but she's still ready for Asuka. Oh. Um... Rest of SmackDown then. There wasn't really too much, was there? There was a, a little. There was a little bit of a stare down the Yeah, the Bludgeon Brothers. Brothers, which they kind of teased last week. Uh, I thought where they they made the Bludgeon Brothers, they had the Bludgeon Brothers coming out after the USO sort of promo, and they sort of just walked past each other. Yeah, I I liked that the USOs were just like they were macho about it, and that they just they walked out, no fear, just yeah. walked past them. Like, what do you think? Uso's Bludgeon Brothers at Fastlane. Yeah. Why not? How, how do you deal with something like Bludgeon Brothers then? Because obviously they've booked them so strong that they have to win the titles, right? Well, I wouldn't mind them winning it, just winning it, and then the Usos having to step up. It depends on what the Usos are doing at Mania. Do it, like I've seen talk of. People saying it could be Usos versus Kevin and Sammy for the titles at Mania. Really? Oh, well, I don't want to see that. I mean, I wouldn't mind. I mean, it'd be, it would be a good match. But like, yeah, if they're going to keep the it titles, no, they, can't the the, they are the they are the kings of the kickoff. <laughs> I don't think they've ever been on the Mania main card. They've been on four or five kickoffs now, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be nice to have them see them do something actually meaningful and after the year they've had they can't not put them on the main card i mean come on yeah 
Although last year, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, American Alpha, weren't even on. They were nowhere to be seen. Yeah. What did Usos do last year, then? They were in the Battle Royal. Oh, were they? Mm. Great spot for them. So, talking of WrestleMania, are we doing the nine-hour event? <laughs> I, I'm up for it. I thought it was really fun at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's going to be a bit... It'll be different, because it's not, like, as... With with the Royal Rumble, it's almost like like a, a proper sporting event in that there's like with things like one on one matches, it's a lot easier to predict winners and it's not as tense and that kind of stuff. But yeah. it it could still be it could still be fun. Royal Rumble's a lot more unpredictable, I guess. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just a lot of hours to sit on a hard chair in a public place. <laughs> we get there early enough, we can get the sofas. <laughs> yeah, we could do. Well, they were reserved. Oh, we have to reserve when we got them. There. That's a good point. We reserve them. That's what we would do. Why don't we we as as winners of the previous quiz, oh, we'll yeah. reserve them. <laughs> and obviously, there's another quiz and stuff. We'll go get some money for that because you know we'll win. We'll smash it. <laughs> and if we don't, I'll just kick off. Well, it, the only reason we wouldn't win is because you'd be there this time. So <laughs> <laughs> you're Jimmy Carl. That's my Jimmy Carl. <laughs> um, Matt's giving the fingers. Yes, yes, he is. Um, <laughs> Why don't you invite Steve round? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> so pleasant of you. Um... Well, you said we were going to lose the quiz because of me. <laughs> I was only joking, Matt. You're a valuable member of the team. Okay, so <laughs> quick. Um, yeah, any... Thanks for the uh, reassurance there, Aiden. <laughs> anyway. Anyone seen anything from the Mix Max Challenge? Yeah, I watched the match. Thought it was a bit weird. Do you, I, I did like the part where uh, Jimmy gives Naomi a kiss on the sidelines. <laughs> so then he and everyone starts bigging up gold dust to go and give Mandy Rose a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes to do it and gets rolled up. I thought that was pretty funny. It was there was a lot of comedy in this match, wasn't there? It kind of took away from from the match itself. But you're not going to get it's a great good. match out of gold dust at this stage of his career, are you? So it, I guess it's quite fun. Yeah, it, it's good to see that side of someone like Mandy Rose as well because we know that uh, Jimmy Uso and Naomi can have fun and so can Goldust but we haven't seen that from Mandy Rose yeah, yet yeah. she's been a serious absolution girl so it's, it's good to see um, that side I reckon they, they've they got massive hopes um, for Mandy for her. Rose yeah but whether that's misplaced they I don't know Divas, they? Yeah, yeah they made her be Eve Marie's friend and then that fucked up <laughs> well I mean so far she's been decent in the ring um, like right. she, she doesn't look like she's a million times better than even Marie. She doesn't look like she's insanely green or whatever, considering how little she's been in the business. Yeah, um, she, she was a bit of a twat on um, tough on her. Yeah, but I suppose you got to be in you. That's how you get to the top. <laughs> Who's the biggest twat? Yes, um, I like her tagline that she's got for herself of God's greatest creation. That's quite a good. Is that, her tag, is that her tagline? Is that Corey Graves? No, she calls herself God's Greatest, God's greatest Creation. Okay, I thought Corey came up with that. Alright. I'd like to say that because it looks a blister. Well, they're very similar looking. Well, they're not, but... Her versus Trish. In stature. She's very Trish-like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Mixed Match Challenge, obviously, Jimmy and um, Naomi win. Can I make an early prediction? Speaking of Alexa, can I make an early prediction for the chamber match? What's that? Alexa wins. 
You reckon? I don't know. Yeah. I think she does win, yeah. I think I would go with that because I think we're building to Alexa Asuka, but because um, I think that's the only the only real story they can run there'll with. There'll be some um there'll be some either Bailey will eliminate Sasha or Sasha will eliminate Bailey, one of the two. Yeah. Um But do, does anyone care about Bailey versus Sasha unless it's for the title? Not if they're both faces, but if Sasha's a heel or something, then I can see it being a relatively big deal. Well, I guess it's it's a good thing. A lot of people have been complaining about the fact that you have you have like one women's storyline on each show. Um, but if you were to have, and that usually revolves around the title, but if you were to have this separate Bailey versus Sasha non-title related feud just on the sort of upper mid card at WrestleMania, I think that would that's you know, quite interesting. Yeah, because the, the, no, they won't. But you know, the, the story of two ex best friends fighting doesn't need a title. It's just a it's, it's a pretty easy story to tell. But could you imagine? Um, it'd be pretty weird to see a number one contenders match at WrestleMania. <laughs> don't usually get many of them, do you? I don't recall any, ever any. I uh, do. Really? Oh, apart from things like <laughs> so they, <many> a ten. <laughs> they go on, they go on later in the night, like Daniel Bryan did. Yeah. But yeah, apart from that kind of stuff. But yeah, it would just be, it would, it'd be I'm nice to see. Yep. And thirty. And much more recently at thirty. <laughs> and technically, well, it wasn't the number one contender. I was going to say Seth Rollins. No, that wasn't the number one contender match, and he lost that as well. So yeah, he did. Uh, to the world's best RKO. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've got massively off topic, as we always do. Um, so I think that pretty much sums up SmackDown. Anything else you guys wanted to add from this week? Um, no, I've got nothing. Matt? You got nothing. So that pretty much sums it up then. Um, so obviously, don't forget to find us on social media on Twitter at the underscore PWP and on Instagram at the People's Wrestling Podcast. You can find us individually on social media as well. Aiden, where can they find you? On Twitter. At? <laughs> At Aiden Bunker. Matt, where can they find you? Twitter. At? Is this going to be a thing now? Is this what we do? It's going to make my life difficult. Yeah, I like it. Where can they find you, Ali? <laughs> uh, Twitter. Um, um. At? <laughs> <laughs> Ali Bunker 88 that's where you can find me um, yep don't forget to just uh, like retweet comment engage just yeah give us a shout uh, whatever you want um, we'll be back next week Matt hopefully you'll be uh, well you'll probably be hosting us actually next week uh, so hopefully you'll be there otherwise we can't get in the house I've got a uh, Valentine's dinner for have you, you guys. oh thanks <laughs> yeah so oh, yeah tune in next week for a little bit of very special Valentine's edition of the PWP. Obviously, none of us celebrate it. So yeah, thank you very much for listening this week, guys. If you are new listeners, um, thank you for tuning in. Um, returning Where listeners, have <laughs> Where have you been? New listeners, obviously, thank you for your continued support. And we will see you next week. <laughs>